we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. I saw this uh, hilarious ad. You can see it on Global News website. Uh, It's time to come out. The auto show opens today, and this ad is time to come out with it. And it sort of talks about uh, the the self-driving car has arrived early. Close your eyes, rest your head. Browse memes of cats. It's the it's the way to commute that that doesn't require any of your senses. And of course, it's it's for a Go Transit bus. So at the auto show this weekend, uh, Go Transit has one of their buses there to uh, to on display aside the luxury vehicles and whatnot, so they can, people can take a look at it, take a look under the hood, uh, and they're promoting that as as basically. A self-driving, not self-driving, but a you-don't-have-to-drive-it technology that's arrived early. But in the meantime, at the auto show, alongside the muscle cars and the collectibles and the new model luxury cars, uh, there will be plenty of vehicles that are sort of bridging the road towards self-driving cars, that are showing the way uh, towards uh, self-driving cars. Uh, Evolve ETFs, automotive, automobile innovation index investing companies directly or indirectly involved in de- developing autonomous vehicles and drivetrains. It's the world's first autonomous vehicle ETF. Uh, Chief Investment Officer Elliot Johnson joins me on the phone now. Elliot, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, so as we were saying, uh, in addition to whatever cheeky go bus advertisements there are, uh, there there will be displays of the actual state of the sort of technology as it's evolving. Um, we we've been hearing, of course, about the. Uh, coming of self-driving cars for quite a long time. I know that there are basically all the big tech companies are getting into it and are testing proto- prototypes. Um, I guess, first of all, what are, what are people going to be able to see at the auto show uh, this weekend about the state of that and and how far along are we? Well, I think it's a you know a good point that uh, GoBus is making that uh, the self-driving future is going to be good for people because they can get away from the task. But in terms of actual cars, there uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, at the show, you'll be able to see Tesla. They have their autopilot software, which is kind of a very advanced cruise control. Uh, Cadillac has something similar called Super Cruise, and Nissan has a product called ProPilot. And all of these things are what, uh, you know, the industry experts are calling level two partial driving automation. So it'll keep you in the lane. It'll keep you at speed. It'll react to other cars, maybe slowing down or speeding up around you. Uh, and it'll do emergency braking if it has to. But you've got to keep your hand on the wheel. 
you've got to stay, you know, pretty alert in terms of paying attention to what's going on. Um, it's not really taking over the task and leaving you free to, you know, um, read Facebook or, yeah. or uh, do something else. That's not quite there yet. Play board games with the kids. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but so, so I mean, but, but we are getting more and more of these kind of features uh, that that's partially automate, right? I mean, lots of people already have a sort of a lane correct function or uh, self-parking functions on their cars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the technology is coming, and it's probably going to come faster in some applications uh, than we expect, although the full, you know, Jetson's future where everybody in Toronto doesn't drive anymore and the cars drive us around, that might be a little bit further away, maybe 10 years. Um, But, you know, uh, Google, uh, their Waymo self-driving taxi service uh, is now piloting in Phoenix, Arizona, and will be driving people around without the... uh, uh, driver performing the function, though they do have safety people in the front seat. So that's happening. And, and here in Toronto, Uber has uh, relaunched uh, their self-driving R&D. Uh, so you, you may well get into an Uber in Toronto sometime uh, this year and have the driver not actually be performing the uh, work, but just sitting there as a safety measure. And I, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to see that. And that'll help gain a lot of people's confidence that the technology is is going to eventually get there. So, I mean, the Google's uh, Waymo and and the cars that they've been testing in California, from what I understand, and, and as you just said, the Uber self-driving taxis, uh, in these cases, there's still a driver there who's supposed to sort of, you know, really closely monitor and take over in case of something going wrong, right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, you know, the, the closest thing we have right now in the market anywhere in the world that lets you actually stop paying attention is a product that Audi has available in Europe only that lets you not worry about it in a traffic jam. So you know that stop-and-grow traffic where you're only ever a meter or so from any mm-hmm. car in front or behind you, and it's infuriating because it's boring? They've now got a, a feature in, in their A8 uh, model car that will take care of that bit for you, but it's not going to keep going when the traffic jam clears. So you've got to get back and, and start driving again. But that's about as close as it gets right now. Um, I think, though, you know, drivers today are still benefiting a lot from this technology. You know, like the the uh, one thing that I saw, I was down at the auto show today, um, and uh, the thing that's everywhere is it's all about screens, it's all about cameras. So you know, uh, in some cases, even your rearview mirror inside the car is actually a camera display. From, from the rear of the vehicle. Mm. So technology is coming uh, to all kind of corners of the, uh, of the car and, and helping uh, drivers become, uh, you know, better at what they're doing, giving them better information. You know, you, the days of backing up and not knowing what's behind you are over. Yeah, uh, as somebody you know, who drives a, a van and, and doesn't right now have the, the rear camera, uh, but I've test-driven ones with it, I think my wife and I have both said, like, we wouldn't buy another one that didn't have it because it's just the, the blind spot at the bottom is so big and it's so, so useful. Yeah, and in fact, you can't buy um, a car, a new car today in North America that doesn't have a backup camera. It's now mandated mm. by law in Canada and the U.S. And I think really that's that's what's going to cause this to, you know, this technology is going to come whether we like it or not because, uh, you know, lawmakers are going to see the safety benefits of it. Um, I think, you know, there's a big bridge to cross to give all our trust to the vehicle, but in bits and pieces, assisting us with things like parking the car or, you know, driving in traffic or helping us with backing up and identifying obstacles. All those things are getting to a point where it's almost hard to imagine what life was like before you had those features, you know, when when you had to crane your neck and, Mm -hmm. you know, 
look look past your kids in the back seat, <laughs> <laughs> kind of hope that you knew where your edges were. You know that that that's yeah. not really the way it works anymore. Um, now, we talked about Google and Uber and Tesla a little bit. Uh, it seems like the other big ones, Apple and Amazon, are both in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, Apple is uh, known for secrecy, and they, they really don't like to announce products before they're ready. But um, one of the things they have to do when they test uh, cars in California is they have to report on their testing, and that's public knowledge. So, uh, it, you know, we now have pretty good information as to how many hours they are putting on the roads. And, you know, really, one of the things that we see with our research is that uh, the real self-driving, the full level five, your car does it all for you, that kind of technology, it's most likely to come out of Silicon Valley because the kind of data, the kind of, you know, uh, artificial intelligence that's required to um, perform that task is the, the kind of stuff that Amazon, Google, Apple, they're really the best at in the world. And yet none of them are car companies. And so, Maybe they don't actually end up making cars. Maybe they put their technology into a BMW or a Ford. But I think for sure that the smarts in the car are going to come out of the chip companies uh, and the big software companies in, in the U.S. And, and so, I mean, again, as you say, Apple is uh, notoriously sort of secret about its development. Like, they like to have their, um, their new product showcase where they unveil. Everybody will remember the iPod or the iPhone the first time it came, and it was, like, fully formed, right? Like, there's a revolutionary leap. Uh, do we have any sense that they're close to that revolutionary leap from what's leaking out? Or, I mean, it, I, I, you, you were saying maybe we're 10 years away from actually having self-driving cars that, that everybody is in that actually literally drive themselves. Yeah, you know, that's what some experts are saying. But it, it's to some degree, it's a bit of a who knows kind of situation. You know, when the iPhone was released, it was a massive leap forward, much, much more advanced than anything that had come before it, even though we did have Blackberries and we did have, you know, texting on our phones and that kind of thing. So it's not impossible for one of these companies who is sort of developing it in secret uh, to make that leap forward and, and, and astonish everybody. Um, it seems hard to believe, uh, considering how many years Apple's been working on this, that they don't have um, some kind of product near completion. I mean, I'd be surprised if we don't have significant um, self-driving features in new cars five years from now. Maybe they can't drive all the streets. Maybe they can't drive after the snow we had last week. Um, maybe they can't drive up, up to the cottage where, you know, you don't have you know, the roads uh, as clearly marked Maps or what well. have you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, downtown Toronto, why not, right? On a clear day, you know, it's a grid, easy. And, and uh, one of the other things that's uh, an interesting part of the technology is that um, it's not just about the vehicles, it's about the infrastructure. And, you know, we have smart cities, you know, uh, you were talking earlier on the show about uh, some of the uh, smart city work that's mm -hmm. going on in Toronto. And, you know, when you have traffic lights, when you have stop signs, when you have parts of the road that can communicate with the cars, the cars then become a lot better at autonomous driving because they're not trying to figure it all out the way that you or I would, just looking around. They actually have sensors, and they can actually um, be, be very much safer. That's a full leap forward in terms of safety um, compared to what's available today. And so, you know, I know there's, that that whole smart city build-out has its own problems, but, you know, I think as we get there, um, that, that's really where we're going to see this technology take off. And, and as, you, uh, as, you know, everybody can imagine, that's going to take some time to replace, you know, maybe all the, the streetlights in the city or something like that. 
All right. Uh, Elliot Johnson is the CIO and COO of Evolve ETFs. Thanks for walking us through where we're at in the uh, the state of the sort of coming self-driving car. You can't see it at the auto show this weekend, but you will be able to go down there if you want and see some of the half steps along the way. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.